So a man in North Dakota has been charged with vehicular homicide. A 41-year-old by the name of Shannon Brandt ran over a 19-year-old named Akela Ellingson. Why, why did this happen? Because they got into a fight. They got into a fight. A dance had ended. And this 41-year-old was following this 19-year-old after this dance. And according uh, to reports, the 41-year-old was drunk. Telling uh, the dispatcher was this drunk man was that he hit him with his car, killing him with his car. The man admitted to killing another person. Why? Because according to the reporting, he claimed the teen was part of a Republican extremist group and was calling people to come uh, get him after a political argument. They had a political argument, and this drunk guy thought the 19-year-old was telling people to get him, so he killed a 19-year-old. If this 19-year-old had been a Democrat, or had been black, Hispanic, Asian, there would be no other story in America that got discussed. It wouldn't exist. You wouldn't be able. Queen Elizabeth who? Inflation who? Immigration what? This would be the only story in America. This story will not get seven seconds worth of coverage. We're now killing people because of their politics. When I tell you I'm concerned about the election, this is why. The politics have gotten to a cult-like obsession which has now fully engaged violence. I shared with you, and I was supposed to share it yesterday on the show, and I didn't get to it, so I'll, I'll, I'll do it now. I, 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 someone asked me, is there ever a moment, Tony, where violence is acceptable? And the answer is yes. Is there ever a moment where your government becomes so abusive that you have to respond and you have to respond forcefully? The answer is yes. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness." Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. 
But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invents a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. If you ask me, do I believe there's a moment? The answer is yes. And do I have, through the Declaration of Independence, the understanding that, as a matter of fact, not only does a moment come, most probably it will, and it is up to you to decide when. I have that full understanding. I am not a fan of riots. I am not a fan of a riot on January 6th. I'm not a fan of a riot that absolutely decimated Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, that injured and killed people in our beloved Indianapolis. And I'm not in favor of a mayor who still will not respond to where he was for those two nights. Oh, and a press corps that doesn't ask the question every single day. Just us, guys. Just this station. Nobody else has the temerity, the decency, or the you-know-what to even ask the question. They're too busy living in happy-go-lucky Indiana. (laughs) I swear to the Lord, the press in Indianapolis need to grow the hell up and start getting good at their damn job. Where was the mayor of Indianapolis for two nights of riots? At home? Doing what? What were the emails that were sent? What were the phone calls that were had? Who was he talking to? Did he coordinate with the National Guard? Why weren't they set in? Did he reach out to the governor? Did the governor reach out to him? What was the coordination while the city was set on fire and two people lost their lives? There's a moment where you have to fight back and the fight has to be willing to put yourself on the line and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor those aren't just words that's laying it on the line that moment does come I am concerned about this election I am concerned about the violence I am concerned that when you dehumanize people by calling them fascists and by calling them Nazis, it doesn't matter what you do to them because, after all, they deserve it. Uh, By the way, that's my take. That's also Nelson Mandela's take. So, you know, uh, for the people who want to get upset with me, maybe settle your faces down. So this this 41-year-old has been arrested. The family of this 19-year-old will never be the same. And the press won't report on it. They're not going to report on it. It won't matter. It'll be like, ah, some Republican got killed. Oh, well, I guess I guess he shouldn't have been a Republican. The day that I get attacked in the streets, someone in this town will say, well, it was, it was Tony Katz. He deserved it. He brought it upon himself. They'll tell me my skirt was too short. That's how they will explain it. Because their humanity is gone. And their politics have become their cult. And I'm not quite sure how that ends. I know it's not good, though.